podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. Today with me, I've got Chris and Louis Ragoni. What's going on, Dolphins? Hello, hello, hello. It is time, gentlemen. Yeah, game time. It is time. All right, so what we're going to do is we're, we're going to preview the uh, Charger-Dolphin game this coming weekend. And, uh, Chris, you're going to talk about the Dolphins' defense and how you think they will attack the Chargers. hmm And Lewis will talk about our offense uh, against their defense. So let, let's start out with Lewis. And, uh, Lewis, tell me, how's it going to be? <laughs> Hopefully it's nothing like it was last year. Uh <laughs> The numbers, you know, as we looked at them, we were looking at them prior to getting on. Starting the podcast, uh, Tua, probably his worst pro game against this this Charger team. Uh, 10 of 28 for 145 yards. Um, Had a long touchdown to Tyreek, 60-yarder. And past that, I mean, it was literally nothing over the uh, four quarters. Um, Obviously... If they plan on winning this football game, those numbers have to be much, much better. Uh, The running game last year, Moser, 37 yards on 11 carries, 3.4-yard average. So they didn't do much of anything last year against this Charger defense. Um, We've got a few different uh, people on offense, not an awful lot. It's uh, much of the same in regard to our offensive personnel with, of course, the addition of Berrios and A-Chain. Um, with all that being said, you know, the key to beating this Charger defense is going to be a shorter passing game and staying away from those um, 20 25, 30-yard passes, even 15-yard passes down the field because I think the Chargers will probably come up with obviously a similar game plan against our offense. What they did last year was they pressed the receivers and uh, they they were having trouble getting away from it against the bigger cornerbacks. Yes, and they dropped guys in the coverage, linebackers and whatnot, into the middle of the field. So even once they did get past, you know, the bumping at the line of scrimmage and being jammed up, they had a lot of traffic in the middle of the field. And it threw two off. It threw the receiver's timing off. And, um, exactly. you know, it, it was a big cluster. Um, it was a shit show last year in regard to our offense. So what do you do? You know, how do you attack this team? I mean, they're much healthier than they were last year. Uh, last year, they were missing Jackson, the cornerback. Um, I believe Boza may have been out as well. 
Um, this year, everybody's healthy. Um, you know, they've got Asante Samuel Jr., J.C. Jackson, cornerback positions. You got Mack and Boza, you know, putting pressure on Tua. So, I mean, it's going to be a task. But the way to beat them is, is the short passing game. Look down the field, have our guys, you know, take some coverage away and then just dink and dunk and control the football and run the football well. Those two things are going to be major factors. Um, For one thing, you keep the ball away from Mr. Herbert and all of those great offensive weapons he has that Chris is going to talk about. And secondly, you know, you can you control the, you control the game for the most part. You know, and you you result. You know, at the end, you want points. You have to put field goals, even if you don't get touchdowns. You have to put points on the board every single time you go out there with that mind frame. All right, you know what? If we can't get a touchdown here, let's at least get in field goal range and continue to put pressure on them. Sure, they have to put drives together. They can't go three and out, three and out, three and out, and keep giving the ball back to the Charger offense. So make the Chargers drive the length of the field. Yes, and and I'm and I'm pretty sure you know that's the game plan on that side of the football. But in regard to us, we've got to attack them the same exact way. I mean, I want our running backs catching the ball anywhere from ten to fifteen times in this game. You know, you could throw the tight end tight ends in as well. You know, I think that. You use your receivers from time to time. You pick and choose, but you don't get crazy heavy trying to throw those 15-yard, 20-yard passes down the middle of the field over and over and over again. It has to be a dink and dunk game plan and get them worried about that. And once we get success there, it'll loosen things up a little bit down the field, and then maybe you attack here and there. So that's the way I would approach this team. Um, you know, across our offensive line, they, they named Eichenberg a starter at left guard. You've got Jackson going against Mack, I believe, on that side, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and, correct. And, and then you'll have Boza against, hopefully, a healthy Armstead for Sunday. You're not going to have a ton of time. You know, you've got two really good pass rushers there, and, you know, they're going to get their share of uh, pressures. That's the way you attack it. Yeah, I think what you're going to see is you're, you're going to see Smythe uh, helping uh, Jackson with Mac. Yes. Yeah, Ab- you would think so. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, the thing is this, is that, you know, if you have in gold in the game and, you know, sometimes, you know, you chip either Bozer or the other, you know, Mac, yep. as we just yep. talked about. And then other times... Just get him in the flat. You know, let the pressure come to you and dump it to him. Yep. You know, right behind. Right over his head. Right behind that. And yep. it will slow everybody down. You know, the game plan by McDaniel and the offense has got to be a good game plan against the, This is a really good football team. Well, we're, we're going to be saying that every week because yep. we're playing nothing but good football teams. Yeah. Well, this team especially, on both sides of the football, Mike, They've got a lot of star power. They really yep. do. Yeah, they, I mean, they're a great team. They, they are a very, very solid football team. They have to play up to their potential. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the key, the key is controlling the football and not a ton of three and outs in this game. They just can't have it. You know, even if they get a few first downs, take a few minutes off the clock, 
you don't want to keep putting Herbert back on the field because eventually that's going to come back and, and you know, and burn your well, ass. What's going to happen if that happens is, you know, Herbert's going to dink and dunk because that's what he does. And uh, if you can't stop that, then all of a sudden your time of possession suffers and you don't have as many opportunities. So, you know, the defense has to be uh, good in what they do and how they're schemed up. So who do you guys see as being – you know, our guy on the offensive side, you know, in regard to playmaker. I'm not talking about two. I'm talking about the offensive guys around them. I mean, who do you think's the difference maker in this football game for our offense? Uh, who do you think that that's, we – That's a game? great question because mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. Um, you know, you, you look at the receivers and you think that Waddle is going to have the advantage over Jackson. It's the other side of the field that I'm worried about. You know, Hill is going to get a lot of attention, and Davis, you know, proved he could be physical with him and, and uh, wreck that, that timing between him and the quarterback. So mm-hmm. now, you're, now you're winging it, and we don't really want to a winging it. We want, we want him, you know, getting rid of the ball as quickly as he possibly can. Yeah, I right. think I think Ingold can have a big impact on this game too. I mean, as far as blocking for Mostert or whoever's back there, and then also you know coming out of the backfield on checkdowns. I mean, and mm-hmm. then not only that, but on passing plays, we may see him in just like you guys said about Smythe, maybe on the other side helping um, Armstead or whoever our left tackle is with uh, Bosa. So I think Ingold can have a great impact on this game, and I hope they use him. You know, I think for us to win, Harmstead has to handle Bosa. Yeah, for sure. Right. We know Jackson's going to need help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't help them both. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to pick your poison there. But uh, we'll see. I mean, it's one of the really interesting facets of the game. Yeah. My dark horse in this or my X factor in this is is A-Chain I, or Ahmed, depending on who's in in passing situations from the backfield. I have a feeling that one of those guys or both of them combined, they're going to get targeted quite a bit in this game in the flat. That seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you may see a couple of little flies down the sideline, you know, with them circling out of the yeah, backfield as well. Wheel routes, for sure. That'd be- wheel routes, exactly. I think that, you know, A-chain and another guy I'm going to throw at you guys is maybe not so much Smythe, but – in situations, if they line up in double tight ends and they take in gold off the field, you may see uh, Hill become a factor as well, especially down by the goal line. Well, I think Hill they're has gonna, to be a factor. I think they're going to th- – no, 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 Julian Hill, the tight end. Oh, line, oh, okay. The backup tight end. You may see something similar to that once we get into the red zone or something like that, I should say. I have a feeling that the game plan – the offensive game plan is going to be much different than what we saw last year. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of monkey wrenches thrown out there, and I think it's going to be a very positive thing for us. It has to be. You know, you can't go out there and just do what you tried to do last year. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Who on their defense concerns you the worst? On their defense, it's obviously Boza. I mean, yeah. you know, he can create havoc, but um, – you know, I mean, he's had on and off seasons due to injury, you know, injuries the last few years. So, right. I mean, as, as Harms said, you know, it's right. a pretty I mean, even matchup there. He, he's a very, very good player. There's no question about that. I mean, he's excellent. 
But Armstead is always up to the task. As long as he can stay out there for the fourth quarters and stay healthy, he can neutralize them. I mean, he does it week in and week out. You know, you don't want a situation where it's glaring, where, oh my God, every time he drops back, two drops back to pass, there's pressure coming from one end or the other. And I think that the offensive line collectively can handle him. You know, as long as again Armstead is out on the field, and I'm 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 thinking he's definitely going to be out there. You know, he's not going to practice much. Maybe up until Friday, um, he'll work out a little bit. But I think he's going to be out there. Yep, I do too. Well, I was going to say my factor that we have to worry about on their defense is Derwin James because he's so versatile. He can do a bunch of different things. I mean, Tua has to know where he's lined up on every play because you know. He can come and blitz. He can cover. I mean, he's he's a really good safety, and he yep, wasn't yep. in that game last year when we played them. Yep. So, yeah, right. He was another guy. Definitely, that was out, definitely right. a guy that we have to keep our eye on. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if they start blitzing us, I mean, that's on Tua. You know, he's got to read it and get mm-hmm. it. In, and again, these th- throws in the flat can neutralize all that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know, the interesting thing about that, Chris, is that if they do, in fact, send one of the safeties like a Derwin James and you're isolating Waddle and and um, Hill on the outside with, you know, basically one of them's going to be man to man out there. I mean, that's an advantage. And two has got to recognize that, you know, when he sees that that safety at the line of scrimmage. Okay, you want to play that game? You know, we'll do a fly route right right down the sideline. and. You know, in situations like that, nobody's keeping up with Waddle or Hill. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's a, I, I, I think it would be a mistake on their part if they start throwing Derwin James at Tua, you know, and blitzing him. Again, you know, he's got to recognize it. And if so, then it, nobody can keep up with our guys, as I said. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to stop and take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, Chris, so you've done your homework. Yep. What have you learned? I was at that game last year, and we did a really good job at uh, stopping Eckler. I mean, he had three yards of carry. He ran the ball 15 times. He had one touchdown. But I think it all starts with controlling the line of scrimmage. And, I mean, we really have to just shut down that run game off the rip and not allow them to just do whatever they want. We have to put pressure on Herbert all game. We have to get to him, too. You know, it's one thing to, you know, for us to pressure him and he gets the ball out quick. But I want to see us hit him and see him hit the floor a couple times. I mean, that's that's going to be big. We can't just let him sit back and go through three or four reads and then dump it off to Eckler or their tight end or whoever, you know, is in those flats. But that's the first thing. I mean, another thing, we got to get off the field on third downs. There was too many times last year where, you know, like I said, Herbert drops back, he goes through all of his reads and, you know, he hits his fourth read and we can't, we can't get off the field. I mean, it wasn't just that game that seemed to be a thing that was happening a lot last year. And, um, I think David Long's really going to be a key factor on covering Eckler coming out of the backfield or when they're running him shooting the gaps like we saw him in the preseason. I mean, I'm, I really hope David Long makes a difference in this game. 
Um, another thing I'd like to see them do is get physical with the wide receivers off the line. Um, I know they're bigger guys other than Keenan Allen, but they don't really have too much speed in that wide receiver court. So, you know, I think that's going to be huge for us. The one guy that does have a little bit of speed is kind of buried on their depth chart. Jalen Guyton, you know, he's got some good speed down the field, doesn't he? Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, I've heard of him, but I didn't really see him play too much last year. Yeah, I mean, Palmer, all of these guys seem to be bigger receivers, right? I mean, Palmer's like 6'1", 210. I mean, he, you know, he, these guys are all pretty big. I mean, Keenan Allen, believe it or not, is 6'2", 211 pounds. I mean, he's not, yeah. he looks thin. And he looks like he only weighs about a buck seventy out there, but you know he's two hundred and ten pounds himself and six two. I mean, you know, then you got like you said, Chris, the monsters out there. You got Mike Williams, who's at six four two eighteen. You know, tall, slender guy, and then the, their rookie Johnson is six four two fifteen. I mean, those are some big guys, and they they are definitely going to try and take advantage of our corners. You know, in regard to. Um, you know, especially um, Apple. Well, Apple, yeah, nickel situations, and then Kehu. You know, um, Kehu's not a not an awfully big guy, right? Right. I mean, you right. know, he's in stature. You know, he looks pretty small out there. I don't know his exact his exact numbers in regard five ten. Yeah, five ten, and what does he weigh, Mike? About a buck ninety. One ninety five. They say. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not an extremely big guy, so. I mean, that philosophy, Chris, of, you know, trying to get their timing off for sure, because, um, you know, it seems like a guy like Mike Williams does need to get going. It takes him a while to get going, I should say. And um, I'll tell you one thing, though, you know, on those uh, 50-50 balls with these couple of guys, yep. you know, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Well, that's what happened last year. They were winning the 50-50 balls, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Holland having some help on that other safety, I think will make a difference too, because maybe you'll see Holland on his side come up and either get an interception or a hit and not allow the guys to just be on an island like they were last year. I mean, mm -hmm. another thing I want to see us do is, you know, the occasional blitzes, maybe not blitz as much as we did last year, but we got to give them some different looks than what we gave last year, because... It just, I mean, we stopped the running game, but Herbert threw the ball 50 times and I think threw for almost 400 yards. And it wasn't yeah. a lot of big plays. It was a lot of dink and dunk, but I think Fangio's going to come up with that's a... That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. I think Fangio's going to come up with a different game plan, give him some different looks. And, you know, we have the yeah. personnel to blitz, so... I mean, we Herbert's really. Herbert's air yards was like six yards a throw. Yeah, that's, it that's was. About, that's about what he does. Mm -hmm. So you know, in comparison, two is is up around eight or nine. Yeah, so, right. I mean, listen, Herbert only threw what eleven incompletions last year. Yep, throwing the yep. ball fifty times. I mean, it's very accurate. You know, the guy was completing eighty percent of the passes, and I mean, you know. We we got to him four times in that game. Um, you know, you want to see that double this week, right? Yeah. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you want to see him go down eight times. I mean, you know, Chris, you, you, you hit it right out of the gate, you know, with controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, I think the defensive line has got to have a great game. You got to dominate. 
they basically have to go out and dominate their offense, uh, the Chargers' offensive line. I mean, you know, when when you look at our defense up front and then our secondary, you know, and and the safeties are so key, as you mentioned as well. I mean, with Jones and and Holland or Elliott, whoever whoever it is out there, you know, Holland's obviously going to be out there. Jones or Elliott will be the other guy, the other safety. Those two guys have got to recognize what's going on out there and eliminate the big plays, help the corners out. You know, they have to support the run, you know, as that third blanket back there uh, behind the defensive line and the linebackers as well. I mean, they're going to have to come up and make plays on Eckler and Everett. You know, they're going to get isolated on Everett's so safeties in this game. It, listen, you, you look across the line and across the linebacking position, and it's, I mean, everybody has to contribute in this game in order for us to win. All three levels have to play at a really high level, as you mentioned already as well. But the defensive week to line week is to key. week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking about winning at the line of scrimmage every game because that's just what you have to do in football. Yeah, and it looks like their weakness on the offensive line is that left guard and that right guard. Yep. So, I mean, we got to see our big boys in the middle, Siler, Raekwon Davis, and the guy who's looking for his contract. We got to see him get to the quarterback and just cause havoc. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's their right tackle who's a weakness as well. Yeah, uh, that should be – you said right tackle. That should be Bradley Chubb. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting matchup to see Jalen Phillips with um, their second-year guy, I believe, Slater. Slater, I, I think, is their best offensive lineman. So, yep. I mean, they're going to they're gonna have their hands full with Phillips coming off that edge. Yeah, their their offensive line we have to we have to control it as we've as we've already said. I mean, they have to put pressure on Herbert over and over and over again. I mean, this is, this is just going to be a fantastic game. I mean, I love, you know, I love the matchups. I love their offense against our defense. I like our offense against their defense. I mean, you know, four really good units going at each other. There's really no weaknesses here, you know, on either side of the football, as far as units are concerned, you know, in my opinion, Dolphins defense. Dolphins' defense is going to be much improved this year. They weren't horrible last year. They're going to be really good this year. And, you know, obviously the offenses speak for themselves. So this is going to be a really, really good football game. It's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun. You've you've got two teams that both have, you know, high aspirations to to be there at the end of the season. And uh, I'm sure both teams are thinking this is a team we've got to beat for playoff positioning. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, who's the star on defense, guys? As we were, you know, I meant to ask that earlier when we were talking about the defense. On our defense. Phillips. Who's the guy? Phillips. Phillips. Chris, you- Wilkins. Yeah. I, I'm kind of swaying. To, I mean, Phillips, obviously, Mike has to have a good game as well as the other, you know, and Adler Chubb. or Chubb, Chubb. whoever yeah. it may be. But I think that Wilkins and Siler in the middle against their guards are going to be key because if they break mm-hmm. down the middle and you know push Herbert left or right, you know then then we're in a good position. That's the key because Herbert will step up in the pocket and he'll run the ball from time to time as well. 
And he's a big, strong kid, and he has no problem with stepping up in the pocket. You know, he does a really good job footwork-wise, and his arm strength is just incredible. I mean, he doesn't need to wind up. I mean, he can throw, you know, a quick pass, you know, know, with his arm halfway cocked and, you know, throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field. So I think the key is in the middle. Without a doubt, getting that pressure right in his face, you know, time and time again. So I think that Wilkins is the guy that, you know, needs to shine if we're going to win this football game. Holland is going to definitely be a a major impact player, too. I mean, because I think Kohu and Howard are going to be able to handle themselves on the outside, and that just allows him to do more, you know, and it's, I think he's really is a, a key factor for our defense. For sure. And the other safety position as well. You know, at the end of last season, I mean, when did we lose Brandon Jones? Kind of early, right? Yeah, about halfway. I mean, near the end of the season last year, I mean, you had Eric Rowe, you had McKinley, you had, I think, Campbell back there. I mean, every week it seemed like somebody else got hurt. And it was the next man up, next man up. I think it was McKinley one week, then he got hurt. And then Campbell the following week. I mean, you know, it's a situation where, you know, I think with the three safeties that we have back there at the top of our depth chart, I mean, that's a major plus. I think it's a, you know, it, it's a big upgrade, Elliot, you know, over the guys that we had last year and obviously Brandon Jones being back. So, with all that being said, yeah, that safety position, I think, is going to be a strong strong spot on our defense as well. Not a lot of weaknesses in regard to the first, like, 12, 13 guys on our defensive roster. There really isn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, some interchangeable parts. You know, guys like Ogba and Chubb, you know, if you put them both on the field, I mean, right, in passing situations – uh, you know, you put Ogba, you put Chubb, you and you put um, Phillips, and you know maybe Wilkins or Siler across that line of scrimmage. Those four guys, boy, that's a lot of good pass rush coming at you, and I can see that definitely happening. We shall see. Yeah, who do you like in the game, Lewis? Wow, I mean, mm, this game is just too close to call. I think the teams are evenly matched. You know, because the Chargers are home, you know, I'd probably give them a little bit of an advantage. I think they have a few more weapons on offense. You know, a guy like Eckler, you know, overall running backs, they've got an advantage there, I think. Um, You know, receiver-wise, I think it's pretty even. What about Uh, a quarterback? (laughs) Mike, you know, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, how – Tua is going to read and react to to what they're doing against him. I mean, he can play with Herbert. It's just a matter of him doing what Herbert does. I mean, Herbert's a patient guy, and he checks checks down, as we talked about, really well, whereas Tua tends to either force an issue or hold on to the ball too long, take a sack, so on and so forth. I mean, I think that's the biggest difference between these two guys. Uh, and I'm talking about in regard to, you know, their quarterback play. The physicalities, are, you know, they're two completely different quarterbacks as far as, you know, physically. You know, Herbert's a big, strong guy. 
with a big strong arm and hurt um two is more of a you know mechanical type guy who goes out there and just you know throws perfect passes over and over again so you know i mean this this is tough mike i mean i give san diego a little bit of an edge only because I mean, the chargers the chargers yep. i didn't do it once the whole show and i just did it <laughs> The Chargers, I give them a little bit of advantage simply because they're home. If we were home, I'd give us a little bit of an advantage in this game. So it, it, it's close to call, but I think, I think the Chargers win this one 24-20. I think it's going to be something like that. What about you, Chris? I'm not even going to think about that. It's Miami. I mean, we got we to gotta come out and... You know, I've been watching, I watch ESPN every day. I watch NFL Live every day, and they don't seem to be giving us a shot. And I think this is a big statement game for us to come out week one and just punch them in the mouth and take the take the game. I think the score is going to be similar to what Lou said. I'll go 28-24 us. Yep. I, I also think it'll be a little higher scoring. I mean, both of these offenses know how to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the question really for us is going to be, you know, can Fangio uh, create a defense this week that is going to stop the passing game and, and limit the running game of Eckler? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they do it. You know, do they do they uh, put Howard on, on Williams or, or, you know, what exactly do they do to disrupt the offense? And, and that's going to be fascinating to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the matchups are going to be great in this game. Yep. If you're asking me who I like, I mean, I, I agree with you, Lewis. I think you have to go with the home team, but I would not be shocked if Miami wins this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not at all. It could go the other way. I mean, turnovers, obviously, are always key in this game. For sure. And if we can stay away from the turnovers and maybe create one or two, that can be the difference in the game. There's no doubt about it. I have a lot of faith in our defense. And that's why I have the score being a little bit lower because it is week one, keep in mind. So the offenses, to me, sometimes take some time to to catch up to the defensive yep, side, right? You know, in week one. You know, otherwise, if it was a little bit later in the year, I would say that, uh, yeah, it, it'd probably be, there'd probably be a little bit more scoring. But guys, go back to the game last year. You know, you may see something extremely similar. As far as the Charger offense is concerned against our defense. And I, th- I think they did a decent job last year, and I think our defense is better this year. So, you know, I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring than what you guys are thinking, but who knows? Well, find out way- soon enough, right? Right. There's only one way to find out. Watch the game, right? <laughs> That's right. So, and I'm looking forward to doing just that. So, you know, it, it's fun to have, you know, two teams that I think are pretty equal mm-hmm. for, the, for the first week of the season. It'll be a good test for both teams. Should be fun. It should definitely be fun. Absolutely. Then, then, then we come back and go to New England, which is a whole other problem. Sunday but, uh, night football. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so. coming, coming off of this game, you know, I think New England will – as far as their offense against our defense will be a walk in the park compared to what we're going against this. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. You know, definitely. I mean, you know, I think that, I think there's a, a big drop off there, you know, starting with the quarterback and then at every other position, you know, as yeah. well, I think the chargers are just a little bit better football team, 
at every position on offense. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy if they can get past this game. And uh, Any uh, last words, Chris? I will be there at the game for my first ever season opener. Even when I lived in Florida, I don't think I've ever been to a season opener. And, I'm man, if anybody else is going that's listening, I know the Dolphins tailgate's going to be in the pink lot. That's where it was last <laughs> year. And there was a bunch, there was a bunch of Dolphin fans tailgating last year. <laughs> so they put us in the pink lot, did they? Yeah, I'm a, um, <laughs> I'm a part of a group called the NorCal Finn fans. And there's about yep. two to 300 people in that group. And yep. there was about nice. two to 300 of them tailgating last year. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I, we had a, that whole pink lot was just all Dolphins flags, Dolphins tailgate. I mean, it was almost like a home game, you know? So yeah, that's it. fun. That's fun on the road. It really is. Absolutely. So, yep. all right, you, you behave yourself out there. Don't yeah, get yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, you're going to have a blast out there. Don't be like your father and throw peanuts at people. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I wish you fellas were joining me out there, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days, get out there on the West Coast and catch one. For sure. That'd be fun. I, I am jacked up for this week. I really am. I think this is going to be a great, great football game. And and hopefully, you know, for us to win it, two is going to have to be careful with the football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if we can stay even with them in the turnover battle, you know, then, then we've got a good shot, I think, of uh, upsetting them. They are the favorites. I think they're three-point favorites. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, this was fun. Uh, good work. Good Good analysis, and uh, hopefully they make us happy on Sunday. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and uh, we'll be back after the uh, ball game. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's Fins go up, em. everybody. Fins up. Let's get this dub. Fins up, doll fans. All right, Finn fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Podcast Network.